friends, and welcome to this week's edition of Save Our Schools with Dear JCPS. Dear JCPS is a district-focused stakeholder advocacy group that demands accountability and transparency from JCPS through a lens of equity. Save Our Schools Kentucky is a statewide advocacy group that seeks to expose and prevent attempts to privatize our public schools, including charter schools and everything else from the ALEC playbook. I'm your host, Gay Adelman. Today's episode is a flashback in time. We're going to take you back to a behind-the-scenes look at a day in Kentucky history, March 28, 2019. These events took place in the Capitol, in Frankfort, Kentucky, on the last day of session. Prior to this date, Kentucky teachers had organized six sickouts over the past seven legislative days in anticipation and in protest of several bills that would be harmful to public education, including a bill to dismantle pensions, funding charter schools and vouchers, and confirming a hostile governor's appointments to the Kentucky Board of Education, the same board that had been working behind the scenes to infiltrate public education decision-making bodies and had selected a charter school proponent to be the new commissioner, Wayne Lewis. We began the day with a rally in the rotunda at 10 a.m., followed by an action at the bottom of the steps of the Senate just before they convened at noon. That's where our story begins. So it's a few minutes before noon. We're outside the Senate gallery. So the senators come in over from their offices in the annex, come through the tunnel or across the lawn. Here's one now. Please vote no on Senate resolutions 240 through 248. Do not confirm Bevins appointees to the board. Thank you. So we're talking to senators as they come in and holding signs, helping them understand what are the big concerns we have. Um, I'm not sure why there are more teachers here when it actually matters to be here. We've got extra signs, so if you're watching this video and you can come on over to the Senate stairs, we've still got a couple more minutes before Senate gallery gavels in, and uh, that's when the senators come over because they got to get to work. There's my senator. Hi, Julie. Can I ask how you'll be voting on Senate Resolutions 240 through 248? As your constituent, I would like to know. I'd like to encourage you to, to not approve them then, since you won't answer me. If she's pro-public education, she should be recognized that they're dangerous for Jefferson County in particular. My own senator wouldn't even answer me. My own senator just ignored me. What's 120? All 120 counties in support of public oh, education. Okay, got it. Please do not confirm Bevan's appointments to the Board of Education. Not enough. I understand that there's something going on in the annex that JCTA arranged, so a lot of teachers are over there instead of being here where it matters. Same thing happened last year when KEA held a rally uh, where people, a march, they left from the KEA steps and came over here, but they didn't get here until the, the chambers had already started when we could have been lining hallways and putting pressure on legislators. So I'm not sure why union leadership continues to derail 
the voices of the people, uh, but it's a threat to our democracy, and as a taxpayer, I object to uh, this hostile takeover that has been, uh, that the union leadership has been complicit in. We have extra signs if you want to stand and hold signs with us. The senators, I understand, but the senators are coming through right now. The next five minutes are critical. There's signs leaning against that wall right there. support public education. How are we doing? Please vote no on SR 240 through 248. I know you will. You know me. I do. Thank you. Why is the union leadership helping them understand this? No one the board appointees for. Thank you. Hi, Max and Will. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. Confirm the appointees to KBE. Thank you all. Vote no on Senate Resolutions 240 through 248. That's Will Schroeder and Max Wise. And he tried to shake my hand, but I'm holding a sign, so he tried. I think some of them mean well. They just have to vote party line because they haven't been educated as to why they should be willing to break away from the party line. Kind of like union members. They don't understand yet why they need to break away, but they will. They'll realize that it's harming our democracy, it's raising taxes, it's destroying communities. They'll figure it out. We've got this summer, hopefully, to educate them one last time before it's probably too late. Once they open that first charter school, we won't be able to uh, undo it. It'll be a lot harder to undo it. You look at Arizona, you look at Washington State, you look at Tennessee, Michigan, um, Indiana. Once they started opening those schools and closing their, their community schools, it was really hard to reverse it, so that's why. Please vote against Bevin's appointments to KBE. They're undermining our democracy. I don't see anyone here telling you to vote in favor of them. So I think the majority of people here are concerned about what's happening. They're not here to say vote them in, they're, say, they're here to say vote them out. <laughs> this is how you lobby when you don't have any money. There's a friendly face. Can't take any signs of us. Gotta stay down on the Thank you, Morgan, for your reply today. Morgan sent me a reply to my email saying he would not vote in favor of confirming the, the appointments. And if the union leadership were doing its job today, they would have people here uh, encouraging these legislators to consider our voices before they make their, their vote final. Uh, I know that our presence earlier this year has derailed SB3. Uh, it derailed uh, some of the other bills that were introduced earlier in the session. Um, it made some of them not as bad as they could have been. Uh, so far, we haven't seen any pension reform bills. Hello, Mr. Harmbeck. Please vote no against the Senate resolutions SR 240 through 248 confirming Bevin's appointments to KBE. They're not public education friendly. Is it you yet? I have to go clear out my stuff. I'm going to see if Karen will keep my stream going. Would you stand where I was and keep my live stream going while I pack up my stuff from the long time now since I overstayed my welcome now? And as we, if you see legislators, just point out the sign, the message on the sign. But I don't know who 
Why you guys are here today, keeping your presence on the last day, just do basic stuff. So. <laughs> That's actually kind of a silly <laughs> It is, but it's sort of, you know, there's, it's, it's the topic of the day. Part, well, so. for one, we're standing Can I here. get you on tape? Yes. Or, okay. Right now, what we are, right Sorry. now, what we are doing is that the senators are going into the, their chambers or their Uh, just here no, as a supporter? I am a parent, um, a public school uh, student parent, um, and you can see the bigger picture that this is big. The live stream was interrupted briefly, and it shows it as it's restarting, uh, pointing at the floor. And so you see the shoes of the person that is now holding the phone, and it is not Karen, and it is not me. It is a a third person. I'm not even sure who, but it's someone with brown shoes, and I was wearing black shoes that day. You see Karen speaking with the reporter. What you are listening to is the background noise as conversations are taking place during the live stream. Fourteen minutes into the video, and our friend Emily Appears. Especially on the last day, it changes a lot. Appreciate your time, though. Thank you. Got screwed. The screenshot that Emily posted on Tammy Berlin's Facebook page on January 12th, 2021, was taken from the 14-minute, 31-second mark of this video. Moments later, she sees someone she recognizes and motions to them. and moves off screen. The video ends shortly after that. Senate Resolution 241, resolution confirming the appointment of Alyssa G. Johnson to the Kentucky Board of Education. Senate Resolution 242, resolution confirming the appointment of Hal L. Heiner to the Kentucky Board of Education. Senate Resolution 243, resolution confirming the appointment of Catherine Ann Gornick Kentucky Board of Education. Senate Resolution 244, resolution confirming the appointment of Tracy Lynn Cusick to the Kentucky Board of Education. Senate Resolution 245, a resolution confirming the appointment of Laura Sewell Timberlake to the Kentucky Board of Education. Senate Resolution 246, a resolution confirming the appointment of Joseph Philip Papalia to the Kentucky Board of Education. 
Senate Resolution 247, a resolution confirming the appointment of Amanda Stamper to the Kentucky Board of Education. Senate Resolution 248, a resolution confirming the reappointment of Ben Lovell Cundiff to the Kentucky Board of Education. Mr. Clark, thank you. Senator from Scott. Thank you, Mr. President. The Constitution vests the authority in the state Senate for confirmation to certain appointments made to certain boards and commissions by the Chief Executive of the Commonwealth, the Governor of Kentucky. These resolutions 200 through 253 have been fully vetted over the last several months to ensure that they meet statutory and constitutional requirements to serve as members of these boards and commissions. Background checks have been completed and all of the individuals noted for appointment or reappointed have passed those background checks and those statutory and constitutional requirements. And so, Mr. President, I move for passage of the consent orders. Madam Clerk, please announce any nay or pass votes previously filed on each resolution in the consent orders. Mr. President, pursuant to Section 57 of the Kentucky Constitution, the Senator from Clay abstains from voting on Senate Resolution 218. There are eight nay votes on Senate Resolution 221. There are eight nay votes on Senate Resolution 22, 222. There is one nay vote on Senate Resolution 225, one nay vote on Senate Resolution 226, one nay vote on Senate Resolution 227. There are nine nay votes on Senate Resolution 241. There are nine nay votes on Senate Resolution 242. Nine nay votes on Senate Resolution 243. Ten nay votes on Senate Resolution 244. Eight nay votes on Senate Resolution 245. Nine nay votes on Senate Resolution 246. Nine nay votes on Senate Resolution 247 and Senate Resolution 248 has eight nay votes. All those members previously recorded as being present and having not indicated the contrary will be counted as voting aye. Consent orders are passed. Senator from Scott. Thank you, Mr. President. All the individuals noted in those resolutions have now met the constitutional requirement of being confirmed or reconfirmed to their positions on said boards and commissions and will serve the term as noted in the statutes, Mr. President. Let us go now to the concurrence orders. Madam Clerk, please display the concurrence orders for Thursday, March the 28th. We received a phone call from Senator Morgan McGarvey. He asked me why he was hearing from some JCPS teachers that I was telling them that he could not be trusted. Fortunately, Senator McGarvey and I have a pretty good relationship, and I appreciated the opportunity to explain how he might have been misinformed and where that information might have been coming from.
You see, recently, Morgan McGarvey, Joni Jenkins, Julie Rocky Adams, and Jason Nemus co-wrote a letter stating that all harmful education legislation was on the back burner for the remainder of the session and therefore there was no need for teachers to continue to call in sick. I had concerns that there might be bills that could still be in play, such as the Gary Houchins confirmation. I explained to, to Senator McGarvey that I was telling people that I felt that he may not be aware of some of the tricks that some of these legislators still had up their sleeves. I asked him if he was available for a meeting and he said he was. So Karen and I headed over to his office in the annex. What you hear next are excerpts from that conversation that took place later that day on March 28th, 2019. One of the things I asked him, I said, so what, what can we do? You know, what can we do to start talking to you guys? You know, there's, I don't know that there is an answer today to that question. Maybe there is, but... They need new leadership, which is why we're supporting Jessica Duenas for KEA president. Because what is happening is teachers want certain things and their union leadership is doing something completely different. And so they're being kicked out of their own groups. They're being blocked from their own groups. And they're coming to our organization because we'll continue to listen to them and amplify their voices. So the infighting is simply uh, because everybody's been kicked out of these other groups, who, the people who want to do more, people who want to sick out, the people who want to make demands of our legislature and the governor and and come to Frankfurt in, in mass and do more. Yes, for example, would it in your sh in your view, had we had the masses here today, would that have swayed or done anything for today? No. You still have to confirm Gary Houchins. If we had 500 people standing on stairways saying, don't confirm Gary Houchins, that might have made a difference. No, that's, a, that's a different question, and I apologize. Well, so here's what, coming into today, no one was talking about Gary Houchins. I was. From our, please, this is my perspective. Again, we're, I know, but we're up on a plane. My point is, is I'm telling the union and their members that we need to focus on this, and they're telling me I don't know what I know, that I don't know anything I'm talking about, and that I'm spreading this information. So if they would stop saying I'm spreading this misinformation, people could hear me. Because I don't have a big microphone. But if they are doing it, why aren't they doing it? Other than other than the Board of Education appointments, where I hope I'm right, it's not, this is coming from the best place in my heart, there will be no bills affecting public education today. What about 358? So the teachers asked me this morning, and they said, it's a, it is a threat because we have people who have clearly said that they don't want public pensions. It shows that we have people in charge who want to do both of those things and are working to do it to another completely different system. It may be a different system, but there are a lot of the same overlapping groups because these are social workers. These are people who, who care for the same families that our teachers are caring for in different levels of their stages of their lives. I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. It, and it shows that they are willing to, to bankrupt a rape right. crisis center. Right over pensions. Or something that maybe is serving our students, so now the students have to find a different social worker or a different caretaker because they've pushed people out of their profession. 
So it puts more burdens on on our limited resources that are serving in our schools as well, which has been one more reason why teachers should be voting against the people that support that. I know. I don't even know who Jessica Duenas is. I mean, we really are very removed from a lot of the minutia, which is probably a good thing. Sure. What I would say is having people up here and having a presence could really help if the work was done in advance. And what I mean by that is if JCPS is sticking out, you got the JCPS legislators on Hatches. You're not as impactful as... But they're not doing it. So even a less impactful, I don't know why I wouldn't be, I have the truth. I'm a taxpayer, I'm a voter, I'm a parent. I'm, I don't have any money, like I'm not paid to be here. My, why wouldn't my opinion and my voice be more trustworthy than a, a figurehead for a union? So I, I, did, I didn't finish that sentence, the very important sentence. As impactful as teachers in their district. It's not the union heads. That's not who's impactful either. All right. If JCPS is sticking out and it looks like it's a leadership, it's easy for a lot of these people to go, okay, well, the people in Jefferson County really hate this guy, but I've heard nothing. From my own people. And I, I use Stan Humphreys and, and what, who did I say, Danny Carroll as very specific examples because they're about as far away from Louisville as you can geographically get. Okay. Right? And so they're looking at it and they go, Tree County has one high school. This is Stan Humphreys district. Marshall County, where Danny Carroll represents, has one high school. It could be really easy to organize in that area and get some groundswell support. Sure. That's the thing you do in the interim. I know. And there's a, there's more to communicate than there is time in the day. I mean, I'm already doing 60 hours a week volunteer. Mm -hmm. I can't really do much else. <laughs> and every time I try to get teachers or a different group to, to mobilize, I get shut down by the union leaders. Well, so we, the thing I asked the two big groups of teachers that had an offset, what can we do? How can we help facilitate this? How can we talk in a way that people hear what we're saying and we hear what you're saying back and, and How are we coming together? Because House Bill 205 is not going to pass this session because they don't have the votes. But it'll be back next session. And they'll have the votes. So we have to mobilize. Because they have the votes, if this makes sense, if you understand what I'm saying, they have the votes now for next session. What saved us this year is you have to have 60 votes to pass it. Oh, because it's not a budget year. Because it's not a budget year. They've got 51. And in the Senate, we have the, we have the equivalent of 60 votes in the Senate to pass it. So having a bunch of teachers here stopping work it's not about showing up so much as it is work stoppage because that that, that gets the community aware that oh mm -hmm. something's still going on here and so this compromise that they worked out really is more watering down mm -hmm. uh, plus i don't see 500 teachers here like they didn't even try to really get their delegates they're not trying so how you could help is maybe help us expose the the failures at union leadership level we love unions. We don't want unions destroyed, but the way they're driving this train, they're going to destroy it for everyone. They're not listening to their rank and file members. If you pay attention to what's happened in other states and other districts, the same thing has happened. Members had to go around their unions to make demands. They formed caucuses. They formed a, in Chicago, they formed a union called CORE, which was the uh, caucus of rank and file educators. That's what it stood for. 
because their leadership was not doing the work. So you can help us get a caucus organized. Help teachers get a caucus organized because I'm a parent. But they're sucking my tax money out, so it is my business. Because as these pensions fail, as our school systems fail, the school systems still have to provide the resources and the services to the students that still exist, but now they have less money to do so, so they're going to have to come back and raise my taxes. Or my school district is going to have to file bankruptcy, and my union, my teacher union will be gone when they file bankruptcy, because that's part of, their, part of their goal. This has been done. This whole thing with uh, the pension deficit and everything else that Bevan is still pushing for is what Brownback did to Kansas. The reason Mayor Fisher is having to choose between raising taxes or cutting services is because municipalities are not getting the same funding out of the state level because of this governor. There are too many people complicit with what's happened. It's in Chris Toby's book. Chris Toby wrote about this. Corruption is not party specific. And I'll call you out for being corrupt no matter what party you're in. I'm not going to be a diehard Democrat if it means sweeping up under the rug when it's in my own party. I don't want those people in my party. They give it a bad name. Other than pushing for a new, new basically a new, union. a new union. Or new leadership. No, it can. the existing union could work if we get people who listen to rank and file. When are the union elections next? Next week. KEA is next week. Okay. Okay. JCTA Brent just got reelected for another three-year term. He's on a... Um, He's on his 17th or 18th year. It's disingenuous. It's self-serving. And it's racist. Because the people whose voices continually get shut out happen to be people of color. And I'll tell you a little story. Um, our organization is a, is a member of a coalition called the Alliance to Reclaim Our Schools. We've been in existence for a little over a year. And it's um, Kentucky Alliance. It's uh, Kentuckians for the Commonwealth. It's uh, Louisville showing up for racial justice. It's JCTA. There's seven of us. Nope. No PTA. PTA couldn't do it because we're anti-charter and they're pro-charter. Yeah. PTA. That's, that's a national thing. National. What's PTA? Parent Teacher Association. That's what I thought. Yeah. Parent yeah. Teacher Association. Yeah. National is pro-charter, and so they. Okay. And so our state and district PTA. So the fact that they have these resolutions means they, they just stay silent on the issues, so they won't even come Which out and say do. we're opposed to it. I made them pass a resolution two years ago that said they would educate and inform their members that charter schools were coming. They didn't have to take a position, they just needed to, well, three years ago, 2017, right before, two, it was 2016. And guess what happened? I got voted off the board. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was trying to do things the right way within the system. So it's broken, it's been broken for a long time. I refuse to just tuck my tail and walk away. I've made a lot of enemies because people don't like to be exposed when they do stuff like I just explained. Um, but I was going somewhere with that. Well, oh, the coalition. So as soon as the state takeover was announced, mm -hmm. JCTA went out and formed our JCPS took all their resources and attention away from the coalition that had already been formed to handle things like state takeovers, controlled all the communication channels, controlled all the messaging, let, shut us out. Black Lives Matter, Kentucky Alliance, our group, anybody that actually tried to amplify people of color got shut out. 
And when we sent, sent text edits and said, you should really phrase it this way because that's racist, they would they would ignore us. And they would still publish their whitewashed bullshit. And this is JCTA. Yes. And you can, the two- well, the it was JCTA and KEA, and then the emails were coming from NEA. Yes, the funding. They were under the, our JCBS, and they were still saying, oh, it's a big coalition. And everybody, all the groups that got kicked out was like, yeah, it's about three of you guys. Yeah, they didn't include so, us in any of the calls. It was JCTA, KEA. But they still and used our logos on all their stuff. And then the final straw for me was when they sent a compromise document to my, my elected board members at the district level saying, if we get a state takeover, these are the things we would be willing to accept. I am not in favor of a state takeover. I wanted my day in court. They put my logo on a letter that went to board members saying, we're okay with a compromise. No, I, I, I said, please take me out of your coalition. Take my logo off your stuff. This is the minutia I was talking about. Yeah, about. yeah, but it, it's, it's, and it's little. Every little thing by itself is forgivable but the compounding year after year after year and then sweeping it under the rugs and doing whatever they want to do. But I don't even mean little in terms, I just mean that it's the day-to-day -day stuff we don't know about. Right. So, and I don't want to fill you in on all of it, but you should know that it's a pattern. Well, it's, well, I think a lot of my colleagues, myself included, are going to focus on more of the macro in terms of education policy fighting the policies in Frankfurt, getting the most support we can for policies that are good for public education in Frankfurt. And what I'm sensing, I don't even, I can't even say notice, but I'm sensing is a fracturing of, just in, just a fracturing. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, and how do we help with that? Like you were talking about, I think people, have, being up here has helped. I mean, there's a reason they don't have the votes this year for 205 and 525. And there's a reason for that. I think the voices have helped. How do we continue to get that help going forward? When and the union leaders are wrong, maybe show people that they're wrong. Because have you agreed with everything that Brent and Stephanie have said and done? No, and I also probably don't know everything they've said and done. I mean, so that's the other side of yeah. it. But when you do see it and you disagree, you should probably say so. Because people need to know that they should at least second guess it. And it's not the union. We have to be sure when we talk about it, we say union leadership. Because Bevan uses that against us when we say the union does so and so. Right. But if we point out, no, it's union leadership. We love unions. We want our unions to be strong. And in order for our unions to be strong, they need to represent their customers, their rank and file members. That's not happening right now. I don't know. I don't know why. I assume people have been bought. I assume there's money. Uh, if you if you ask Chris Toby, Chris served on that pension board. He saw some things. He knows some things. I trust him. Let's get him elected auditor, so he can continue to expose it. He's doing a fabulous job going county to county. He's out there. Okay. He really is. Good. I've known Chris a long time. I like him. I like Kelsey too. Um, Kelsey's part of 120, who is in lockstep with KEA leadership. Be careful. What's well, done on secret Facebook groups? Right. That, that I got kicked out of when I didn't when I didn't agree with them. It's middle school stuff. That's part of the reason why I don't even engage in it I, unless it's recently, more recently, to defend myself. But I didn't even get. I haven't engaged Nima. Nima's been smearing me since last year when she made bad decisions. This this all this stuff that's happening this year happened last year too. 
How so? Um, so Nima was boots to asses. We're going to, you know, expose this. We're going to do that. Da, 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 da. She went to the labor notes conference. They said, stay out because you're going to, you can't win if you don't stay out. Tammy Berlin sat next to her. Who's Tammy Berlin? JCTA vice president, part of the leadership that's, that's problematic. So in the JCTA leadership, there's really only Brent and Tammy that are problems. In the KEA leadership, it's really just Stephanie, as far as I can tell. So those three individuals, plus Nima and Kelsey and anybody else from 120, Jennifer Bolander, Jenny Bolander from 120, those people are still out there smearing me, even though I've never met Jenny, and she's telling people I'm pro-charter. Do you know me to be pro-charter? Why would you spread that rumor about me? Because it works. People are listening. I haven't taken Nima on. I haven't challenged her. Uh, because I didn't think it was really worth my time. It's, she's not in my market. Jefferson County is what I care about because we have some unique needs. They clearly don't understand uh, our needs in Jefferson County, and they don't understand our race issues in particular. And the reason I got kicked out of their group last year was because I said we need to vote against the gang violence bill because it hurts our students, and they said I was stirring the pot. So I get calls from my counterparts across the state who only hear the, the negative about me, so I toned it down. I, I stayed out of those groups. I didn't, I didn't explain myself because I wasn't part of the group. But instead of them asking me, what do you mean by that, they just kicked me out and then talk about me behind my back. And Nima went around saying that I called her a racist. Well, I never actually called her a racist. I just said, this is a racist bill. Why can't we talk about it? If that's what you hear is that you're a racist, then I'm sorry. But all I'm really saying is we've got to talk about this bill because it affects our students. It's putting our students in the pipeline of prison. We have an achievement gap in Jefferson County. We have to talk about race. We cannot ignore it. It's hard to talk about JCPS without talking about race. Unless you're a privileged rural Kentuckian who thinks that it's not related, and I get this all the time, talking about race is racist. That's what people say. I'm like, can't we ask people of color if they agree with that? Because shouldn't we, shouldn't we defer to people of color as to whether or not talking about race is racist? Because they tell me it's not. They tell me their kids are dying. They tell me their kids are being put in prison, that they're, they're being discriminated against five times more than their white counterparts because a behavior that is done by a student with dark skin is seen differently than the same behavior when done by a student with white skin. And we don't have the cultural competence training, which is something JCTA, JCPS is working on, JCTA sucks at. They, they, because of the people in the leadership positions being white and privileged, they don't even understand the urgency. They don't understand how it's how they're not, they think they're fine. They think they get it. And they don't. You are listening to Save Our Schools with Dear JCPS. I'm your host, Gay Adelman. This episode is a brief, behind-the-scenes look at a day in Kentucky education reform history. That day was March 28, 2019, and We are currently listening in to a conversation that took place between Senator Morgan McGarvey and myself and another JCPS parent that we are recalling from that day in history on the final day of session in 2019. There's always going to be some infighting. There's always, look, it's it's going to happen. And even, even if you replace union leadership, there's going to be a new group of people that doesn't like the new union leadership. Sure. Sure. For, for better, for worse, that's okay. That's okay. But how do we get everybody focused on the same X, Y, and Z for next session? I mean, this is this is just from our perspective. The most important bills for public education. Find a way to help us 
have a seat at the table. That's all we want is a seat at the table. So when KEA and JCTA and 120 and even PTA, which was part of our JCPS when they went off and did their thing, they got to determine who had the seat at the table. So it was very cliquish. If senators want to say, you know what, we're going to hold these meetings and here are the seats and you moderate the meetings instead of them just going off and having their own meeting and then coming back and saying this is what we decided because that's what's been happening and there's nothing we can really do about it. We're powerless. Right. We don't have any money. We've been discredited. And how do we get everyone there? That's a great, that's a great question. Now, the town halls, I'll think about, you've got to get the members in those districts to agree to do it, almost. It's very difficult to go have a town hall in someone else's district. Well, we can find teachers in that district mm -hmm. who will participate in the panels. Yeah, that's probably not difficult to do. And if the union would cooperate, we could definitely do it. But the union doesn't like me because I tell the truth. So until that's until the that's the reason that's that there's a problem is removed, if that makes sense. I mean, I'm going to keep telling the truth. So if they don't like me telling the truth, then we're never going to be able to, to work this out. So that's a problem, isn't it? Yes. I would say I'm, I've always been disappointed at the district of the PTA, because people are, when they find out that just parents have no pension or anything, it's like, you know, get the parents, get the parents. When I know that just the district has 40,000 members, and it's like, they don't want to cross over that political line. When do you think 240 is coming up? Is there anything I can do between now and then to stop it? To what? Senate Resolution 240, Houchins. What can I do to help? Oh, um... Anything? Sure, I mean, you know, get as much, thank you, Leslie, get as much pressure on uh, members who you probably, I mean, you know, you already know from the other resolutions who's voting against for sure. Focus on the other members. Okay. And focus on, if you can, their constituents. Phone, email, what? What's the best way to get it to them before the end of the day today or whenever it comes up? Right now, email. Email? Okay. Uh, on the off chance they're checking. That's hardly. So the nine of you, I don't need to worry about. Um, who can give me a list so I'm not having to go look it up? But it's the other, all the other resolutions have the same vote record. Yeah, just pull off the vote record. I thought there were only nine that voted, so it was more than just. Nine that didn't vote. Right, and it would have been all the Democrats. So, so all the Republicans. Even CB? Do I need to work on him too then? Like, mm -hmm. hey Reggie, yeah? Okay, how do I find him? Resolution 260 resolution. Uh, This is Gay Adelman uh, with Save Our Schools Kentucky and Dear JCPS. I am live in Frankfurt right now, um, waiting outside the Senate. Um, can we ask you to please not confirm Gary Houchins? His, he is with EdChoice Kentucky and he is self-dealing. Self, self so SR 240, please don't pass it. 
So you can see I'm standing here waiting for senators to go back into the Senate uh, floor. And uh, we just met with Morgan McGarvey, so that's why I'm doing this live stream is to encourage everyone who can get this message to email your senator, let them know that SR 240 was one of the resolutions to confirm the Kentucky Board of Education members uh, that has not been brought to the floor for a, pat for a vote yet. Uh, the other eight resolutions were, um, so there is a chance that we could still stop the confirmation of Gary Houchins, but uh, we need enough votes. And the Democrats have all agreed that they will vote against it as they did with the other eight resolutions, um, but nine Democrats in the Senate is not enough to stop the bill. So what we need is for you all to email your senators. I asked him, is, it, is email or uh, phone message better to reach them uh, this short a notice? Because today is the last chance that we have. It may even be brought up right now. So we have to act urgently. Um, but there is a link to email all senators uh, on the Save Our Schools KY.org page. There's a story about Checkmate. Um, if we confirm uh, these, these Kentucky Department of Education, Kentucky Board of Education appointments that Bevan made last year, then uh, that gives validity to Wayne Lewis and allows them to continue to do what they're doing to undermine and destroy public education and to privatize public education. So it's really important that we stop these confirmations. Email all the senators, especially yours. If you live in another district, because um, Jefferson County, uh, we probably can, can get everybody on board because they see the domino uh, that's being set up. They see that, um, are you a senator? Okay. They see that um, if these names are confirmed, the attacks on public education will continue, the opportunities to profit off of scholarship tax credits and to be the people making the decisions that, that allow them to profit off of scholarship tax credits will continue. And so uh, Ed, um, Ed Choice Kentucky is one of the organizations that has been really pushing for scholarship tax credits, as you know. But what you may not know is that Gary Houchins is uh, a director for Ed Choice Kentucky, and he also serves on the Kentucky Department of Education. So that's probably why they did not pass that resolution, even though they passed all the others, because his in particular is more alarming. Contact all the senators and explain that this is a really bad idea, uh, confirming this individual, um, because it really just continues uh, the threats to public education for the next four years. <laughs> the way it currently stands, um, Gary Houchins actually was, uh, his term was not set to expire until 2020, but they were doing a little switcheroo, a little shell game, and they put Gary in a spot that's uh, set to expire in 2022, and they put Joe Papalia in the spot that's expiring in 2020. So they passed the one that let Joe Papalia take Gary Houchin's spot, but they haven't passed the one that lets Gary Houchins take, take Twyman's spot. So Gary Houchins is currently out. That's what we need to make sure stays the course. We need him to stay out because his term will be uh, terminated immediately, effective immediately, and he won't be able to serve on the board for another two years. We think the reason that they were doing the switcheroo was because they know Bevin might not get reelected this November or even in the primary, and they wanted to lock Gary's uh, tenure in another two years so that he will be on until 2022. I think that our, our senators are wise to that as well, and so that's one of the reasons why they said, hmm, this is fishy, and they pulled it down when they passed the other resolutions. They pulled that one down uh, to, be, to be discussed later on the floor. Let them know that um, 
the Kentucky Board of Education appointments, in particular Gary Hutchins, is not pro, is not in favor of public education. He wants to dismantle public education. He wants to siphon money out of our public schools, and this will hurt. This will hurt all of Kentucky, not just Jefferson County. Even though we may be first on the chopping block for a lot of this, what this is just one of the dominoes. And if he gets locked in for another four years, imagine the devastation that he can do uh, with that board and that carte blanche for the next four years. Let's stop this, let's stop it now. Let's get everyone we can to call and email and put pressure on our senators to stop this uh, attack on public education in its tracks. Senator from Scott. Thank you, Mr. President. Senator from Scott. Thank you, Mr. President. Senator from Scott. Thank you, Mr. President. I move that Senate Resolution 240 be taken from its place in the orders of the day, read by title only, and placed upon its passage. Senate Resolution 240, resolution confirming the appointment of Gary W. Houchins to the Kentucky Board of Education. Scott. Thank you, Mr. President. Earlier today, uh, I communicated with the body regarding this resolution. It is a resolution confirming Gary Houchins to the Department of Education Board. It was pulled off of consent by five members of the minority party, which is, of course, one of the rules here. Any five members can pull a bill off consent at any time. As I noted earlier today, Mr. President, and I will speak specifically to this resolution, Mr. Houchins has been fully vetted. He meets the constitutional and statutory requirements to serve on the Board of Education. Uh, he also has undergone a thorough background check and Senate resolution will reconfirm him as a member of that board. Uh, Mr. President, his membership on the board will also ensure that we have continued uh, balance on the board of uh, bipartisan representation, minority and ethnicity, all of the statutory uh, recommendation, or actually requirements uh, that we are issued in the constitution by Senate confirmation. So if there are no further questions, President, I move that Gary Houchins be confirmed to the Board of Education with the adoption of Senate Resolution 240. The matter for the body is adoption of Senate Resolution 240. There will be a roll call vote. Are there any members seeking recognition for the purpose of question or discussion on Senate Resolution 240? Senator from Jefferson, 19. Speak against the resolution, Mr. President. Please proceed. Thank you, Mr. President. We are here today to confirm a member to the Kentucky Board of Education. That's the job of the Senate. Yes, there are statutory qualifications that might be met, but I think in this instance, we have to look at more. We have to be more than just a rubber stamp for someone as important as a member of the Board of Education. I think it's important when we talk about these confirmations to go back and look at when they were appointed. It was almost a year ago, so we are gonna have to look back a little bit. We adjourned last year's sine die from the legislature on Saturday, April 14th. Less than 48 hours later, on Monday, April 16th, Governor Bevan appointed eight new members of the Board of Education, in part so they wouldn't be confirmed until now. Within 24 hours, of being appointed, those eight new members had forced the current education commissioner, Commissioner Steve Pruitt, who had only received glowing recommendations from both sides of the aisle, they forced him to resign. They put in place an interim commissioner, Wayne Lewis, 
And within two weeks before he was even made permanent commissioner, they had ordered a state takeover of the Jefferson County public school system. Something we have now learned was a reversal of the prior commissioner. You know, I try not to be cynical up here, but sometimes it's hard not to believe that this is a coincidence, that eight new members would be put on a board and within 24 hours, they would get rid of the commissioner and hire someone who would do the governor's bidding to take over the Jefferson County Public Schools. After he did that, less than two days after the takeover was recommended, Commissioner Lewis was made the permanent education commissioner of Kentucky without so much as a national search. I'm a product of public education. My kids will be products of public education. I value public education in this state. It is something for which we have a state constitutional duty to make sure that every child regardless of who they are and regardless of what they bring to that school door, shows up and gets an education. When we put people on the Kentucky Board of Education, it's not a rubber stamp appointment. And it's hard to believe, despite me trying not to be cynical, that these members of the board were placed on the board without first giving their approval or consent to the governor that they would take these actions for a state takeover. That belief is further confirmed because last week, the minority office sent an open records request for the emails relating to Steve Pruitt, Wayne Lewis, and the state takeover to the Kentucky Department of Education. Yesterday, late in the afternoon, conveniently, we were informed that we would not be getting those records. Happy Chandler, who once said he won't run on his record, he'll run from it. It was my mother who said, don't hide something, and someone who is is likely hiding something from you. We are here to confirm these members of the Board of Education. And you know what? The Senator from Scott is right. If we were here at this time last year confirming them when we should have, we probably would have confirmed them for meeting the statutory requirements. Now, we have a year's worth of performance to decide whether they should be on the board. Given what they pulled in a coup to get rid of the commissioner of education at the governor's behest and demand a state takeover of the state's largest school district is something that I don't think we can abide. You don't think it impacts you if you don't live in Jefferson County? We don't talk about this enough. People wanna talk about how Jefferson County sometimes doesn't work. There's 168 school districts in Kentucky. Jefferson County ranks 43rd. I'd like it to do better. But for those of you, and I think it's pretty much everyone in this room who has a school in your district that's doing worse than Jefferson County Public Schools, you're next. Now let's talk specifically about why we pulled 240 from today. One, we wanted an opportunity to talk about this. Just putting these appointments on consent isn't good enough. The purpose of this body is to talk about these individuals, to talk about those who are being conformed to, conform to the Board of Education, where every child in Kentucky should have a right to go to school. But in Mr. Houchins in particular, we have someone who has publicly warred with our educators, who has publicly sparred 
the people who support public education, who is unwilling to show any flexibility or any openness to their points of view. His social media accounts, his op-eds are numerous and clearly outline his version of education in Kentucky. I say education because they don't outline a vision for public education in Kentucky. We're not asking for the governor not to have an appointment to the Board of Education. The governor will get an appointment to this seat even if we don't confirm Mr. Houchins. I'm asking you to look at the way in which these members of the Board of Education were appointed. I'm asking you to look at the actions they took immediately upon their appointment. I'm asking you to look at their records so much as we had them, even though we were denied most of it. And ask if this is the person you want representing the public school kids in your district. And I ask you to vote no. So this is not anything about agreeing or disagreeing with somebody. This is about are they qualified? And by statute and constitution, they are. Senator from Jefferson 19. Thank you, Mr. President. I just want to clarify a few things. This has nothing to do with whether we like or dislike someone. I don't know Mr. Houchins personally. I don't know what party he belongs to. This is not about the situation that the Senator from Clay brought up about Mr. Logsdon. As far as I know, when he was confirmed, he had not espoused views that were hostile to the PSC. But we now have a record in front of us. That record includes the actions I've described. It includes the social media posts, the public debates, Things that have happened since then. Had the governor put these on our desks last year, as I said previously, these people probably all would have been confirmed for meeting those statutory requirements. They have refused the open records request, and now we have a body of work in front of us. If we don't look at that body of work, I think we eviscerate our role in this confirmation process. And the member seeking recognition to speak to the motion for passage of Senate Resolution 240. Seeing none, all those in favor will vote aye. Those opposed will vote no. Madam Clerk, please call the roll. Senator Alvarado. Senator Buford. Senator Carpenter. Senator Danny Carroll. Senator Julian Carroll. Senator Castlin. Senator Clark. Senator Embry, Senator Girdler, Senator Givens, Senator Harper Angel, Senator Harris, Senator Higdon, Senator Hornback, Senator Humphreys, Senator Kerr, Senator McDaniel, Senator McGarvey, Senator Meredith, Senator Mills. Senator Fromm, Grayson, please cast your vote and then explain within the allotted three minutes. 
I vote no. Senator Mills. Senator Neal. Senator Parrott. Senator Rocky Adams. Senator Robinson. Senator Schickel. Senator Schroeder. Senator Syme. Senator Smith. Senator Stivers. Senator Thayer. Senator Thomas. I'm going to pause for a moment and point out that on the tally board, Julie Rocky Adams has not yet cast a vote. Her name is still White, and we are listening to Robin Webb. With Senator Turner and Senator Webb's no vote, the count moves to 16 nay, 15 yay. Julie Rocky Adams is still MIA. Senator Webb. At the end of Senator Webb's speech, the tally board now shows that Julie Rocky Adams has cast a yes vote, and the count is now tied 16-16. Senator West. Senator West. Senator Westerfield. Senator Wheeler. Senator Wilson. Senator Wise. With the remaining four votes anticipated, it appears Julie Rocky Adams' vote was needed to put the count into the positive territory. If she had voted no, the vote would have been tied and the confirmation would not have carried. Her vote made the difference. The reason this vote is significant is because Julie Rocky Adams is one of the senators who signed the letter that was mentioned earlier that promised no more threats to public education. She's also been endorsed by Better Schools Kentucky, which is the political action committee for the teachers union. If she is pro-public education, her vote should have been in opposition to this resolution. Seeking recognition to cast, change, or explain their vote. None. There being 19 yeas, 17 nays, resolution 240 is passed.